to the ether today is friday january 20th 2023 today on the ether orbital command and the y foundry dow have something special up their sleeve let's take a listen so just for anyone that's tuning in for the first time these with them uh and what i'll do rather than answering that myself is i'll just sort of do a quick check in with you guys. What's the TLDR of uh, Terra Foundry for anyone who's not yet familiar with it and yourselves? Starting with, uh, let's go with Queen. Hey, uh, thanks for having us. Those uh, kind and, you know, it's re- really great to be seeing everyone here uh, to hear about YFD. And, uh, you know, we've been building YFD for a fair bit now since December of 2021. Uh, so it's it's been a long journey for sure, and we've been asked that question at every turn. And uh, you know, especially since ter- the crash of Terra One, I think we've been able to adapt pretty rapidly to the changes in the ecosystem as well as the the bear market. But I think right as of now, uh, probably the simplest way that I could put it is the uh, YFD makes payments smart through initiatives. So community initiatives, uh, it's, it's a way to uh, escrow basically uh, payments that are for intended for a specific purpose. So very much like community funds, uh, but, you know, smarter. Succinct. Love it. Uh, you guys have got a few things that have been in the works. Last time we had a chat was a few months ago now. I, I, it's a bit of a blur to me. I've done so many spaces at this point. I can't remember which one was where, but... Um, at that point in time, yeah, the discussion was around building the next generation of smart community design structured vaults on Terra Money. Uh, and there's some things that are happening at the moment with YFD uh, launching the platform on Terra 2. Of course, you've released some info about your caretaker multi-sig today. Uh, there's also going to be some sort of alpha or something special. I'm not sure what that is yet, but we'll discuss that. And of course, uh, you have your D-Work app, which is top. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the nuts and bolts of that. But as far as starting out goes, uh, what is the most logical starting place for this conversation? I think initiatives is a great place to start. And, uh, you know, I definitely have a lot to say about it, but, you know, I've taken the time this morning at least to to put it down to maybe some of the most critical uh, differences for, for users. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to put up that YFD started uh, very much as a vault protocol uh, you know, just like, say, you would call Apollo or Nexus, you know, on Terra One. Uh, but the fact is, uh, with the evolution of, you know, things that happened, uh, we've had to adapt pretty quickly and say, like, you know, what is the most important key piece that, well, what are we innovating here? And, you know, in, in a sense, uh, the thing that we wanted most was just to have community members be able to create vaults and initiatives. And we would, you know, uh, exploring what were the barriers 
between that and you know, for that. And uh, one of the things is pretty much uh, having to go through a centralized team. Uh, for example, I myself, I had uh, a couple of strategies that I wanted to propose uh, about a year ago, or you know, I guess two years ago now, <laughs> uh, to you know create a vault and and to say like uh, have that strategy be available to everyone. But uh, the barriers to that were that the core teams of protocols they they were working on their own product lines. Uh, they were you know they had their own roadmaps and things like that. They couldn't possibly entertain every single uh, user community member to to make that a reality. And uh, you know uh, through that experience, I realized that there is a gap for strategists uh, or people just you know who want to create things. Uh, they need to do uh, either fundraising of their own or they need somehow like some kind of connections with a core team to be able to get something built. Uh, and so that that's sort of a journey of YFD, right? Uh, and bringing us back to today, uh, YFD now has, you know, a tool called, I would say called initiatives, where basically you can have a designated payee, you can have milestones, you can have escrow, and uh, you can have community funding. Or essentially, the the idea is that you know it's it's peer to peer marketplace of uh, of funding, and uh, anyone can become a funder. Anyone can become a proposer, and the funders become the signers of the funds. So you know you don't have you don't lose control of the funds as soon as you you know raise that. So it's very much like you know in sense that community funds you have one big pool where you just keep spending from it continually, uh, and you know DAO has come out reasons why not to spend the money. Whereas for YFD initiatives, funds are only raised as needed and are allocated for specific initiatives. Uh, so every initiative comes with milestone payments. They're subject to deliverables and disbursements require the approval of all the funders. Oh, sorry, a majority of the funders rather than say, uh, you know, just a one time DAO vote and then like the funds are gone. So funds are also allocated in you know non-native tokens and stable coins, not just in the native token. Which uh, typically with community funds, you'd have all of it allocated in the native token, creating a large pool of sell pressure. Uh, so that that's just a few things I think. Uh, but I'm open to any questions. Uh, you know, and we can also go to any topic in YFD. Yes, certainly. And I just want to check in real quick with uh, the other two speakers just to see if they caught everything you said too, because on my end, your microphone cut out for about 10, 15 seconds in the middle. I just want to see if I was the only one that experienced that or if that happened for the others too. I heard everything okay. You've been cutting in and out a little bit. Ah, that's not good. Um, okay, well, I'll try and minimize my amount of speaking so that we don't have to uh, deal with that too much. But I'm playing around with... And there it is. You've got through uh, the wallets. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can cut it out a little bit there. As it just cut out again, did it? Yep, yeah, just done. Classic. What I might do is, well, I doubt that I become here. I might just riff for a second. Can you just chuck a thumbs up if you can hear me right now? Because I can see my microphone working. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Um, where I was going with that was the dwork, uh, app.dwork.xyz which is where you can uh, basically go and find some jobs as someone who has some skills. You can put in, uh, if, you're, if you're a developer or a designer or a writer, marketer, you know, community building lead, things of that nature, data analytics. And yeah, as you were just saying, you can receive payments in different tokens, not necessarily one specific native token. So options here I can see are payable in you know, USDC and, and bank, and BUSD. How have you... 
how long did it take to put this together and what have been sort of some of the considerations on this journey and what's been the feedback as well? I know you've had some testers recently uh, engaging with this. You know, I think I think Crash might be the best person to speak about sort of the community journey and uh, setting up the D-Ware because really want to give credit to, you know, all the three contributors, you know, uh, for us, that's like we're the contributors, not the team. <laughs> it's a narrative we've been uh, restating. But uh, yeah, the Crash has been really instrumental in that and, and leading those efforts. Uh, so I think I'll throw this over to them. Yeah, I mean, DWork is an awesome tool. Um, it's a good partnership we had with um, with that team and that platform. Um, there's a, quite a bit of uh, hooks that you can put into the GitHub repository that YFoundry community uses for both the front end and the back end, as well as the documentation. Um, so you can connect those to where the work is done. You can also connect it to the Discord where the community is. So once all of those connections were made, it's really just about setting up the appropriate spaces, having relevant, useful tasks for a variety of skills. And I would not say that we're at the end of the journey there. Very excited to see where that continues to go and evolve, especially as the platform gets launched. There'll be even more incentive, even more incentives I would expect from the DAO to um, do the work. But um, that's one of the real values of uh, y Foundry and the DAO itself is, um, you know, not only the funding mechanisms and the smart contracts for, you know, the um, trustless escrow of funds and payment milestones. So, you know, you're getting the payment that um, that you need if you're doing the work. And as long as it meets the community requirements, um, you know that it's not going to get rugged from you. Uh, I think it's also about the community. So the whole um uh, Ray actually on here is instrumental in building a profile process that's connected into this to do some whitelisting. So the community has a process to whitelist developers. They can review and you can get some semblance of this person um, has some experience. They are who they say they are. They can, um, I mean, we all, if you've worked in the space, you know that there's the occasional you quote dev that will come into the discord and you do some vetting and it's like, Oh, this guy either is uh, misrepresenting his experience or maybe a scammer. Um, so having, you know, kind of a community process to vet and endorse other community members in this kind of jobs platform, and then make it easy for creators, strategists, whoever to connect to that talent you don't have to be a developer or even know a developer. If you're in the community and you're an artist and you want to launch a creative project, you can get connected with someone that has the skills to market that or to develop, you know, the smart contracts associated with it. So uh, still early in the journey and it's, you know, building during the bear market, especially with community based projects, has this challenges of getting people's attention and engaged. But we do have a strong, small core community that we're excited to continue to build from. And as more people come into the space, start using the tools, excited to um, add them to the idea of meritocracy and the brain trust and, you know, see where this can go. Awesome. Love it. And you did mention in the middle there, uh, you know, Ray's been behind the profile process uh, for the whitelisting. I'm just wondering if Ray can touch on that a bit and uh, expand on what that includes, what it looks like, what have been some of the challenges in that process, and so forth. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. So whitelisting tokens, whitelisting payment, that's that's done by the community through a governance vote. So any 
any tokens the community whitelists as it deems them to be a legitimate or value, you know, store of value or whatever you want to call it, something that the, the community wants to use to trade with or pay with, um, then those tokens are available to be chosen as the payment method. And whoever does the proposals chooses which whitelisted token they want to receive or they want to pay in. Um, in terms of the profiles, one thing we had talked about is, you know, you look at Twitter and, and one of the things that's valuable with crypto Twitter is, is in Discord and any other social tribal mechanism for collaboration and communication is like identity. And the thing that's really lacking when you're working on chain, um, especially on protocols and, and working within other uh, setups is even nascent, right? Is that you don't have a sense of identity. You just have a wallet address for all of these different entities that exist. And human beings just don't work with numbers that way. We work with pictures and we work with kind of names and sentiment and things like that. And so what we've done is we've incorporated a, a voluntary profile system using GitHub where users who participate in the system can identify them, self-identify themselves in their wallet address for, you know, identification for proposals, leaderboards, and different interaction, governance interaction on the on the protocol. Yeah, I'm looking over the leaderboards. Uh, I just happen to be on the leaderboards page as you were talking then. It's, so there's actually a fair bit of action happening in the DAO. So in the, if you go on the website, if you were listening and you were to go on the app of DWORK, xyz website once you're in there i'll give you a few a few suggestions you can look at contributors uh bounties and DAOs themselves and so there's a, a an array of DAOs, and it'll explain like the amount of members in them and what tasks they're putting up and then you can also see in the leaderboard section it will say for you know for example i'm looking at uh anna ashina is the currently top rated user as far as tasks done goes and it'll say the amount of points uh, that this person has earned so those points there, just to be clear, are they, is this the FYFD points that can that be converted back into YFD tokens or how does, how does that work? I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, so for right now, it's more reputation within the community um, to, you know, we're establishing and identifying who are those that are actually contributing, who have contributed and the reputation points are a good um a good fun way to use some of the tools that are in the dwork platform to um to show that and possibly incentivize so we have some um specialized discord roles associated with the reputation points right now there's no direct one-to-one -one, like correlation to any token but you can tell that you know there's plenty of um, payment options that you can use through the dwork platform so that's definitely something that i would imagine once it gets to, once the platform's launched and you have a dao that you know the dao can make a decision on you know what sort of payment you know is best in certain circumstances and maybe multiple payments for the work that needs to be done um i know at its ethos like i really um love the thought of and that's kind of what it's been so far is a, a community of contributors so those contributors you know you've got a, a platform for builders owned by the builders is something that really resonates with me so that's really essentially where i hope that it lands and you know it's not up to me though it's it's ultimately is a decentralized uh, autonomous organization and once it launches I'm sure that there'll be plenty of different options that will be chosen for that. And even NFTs, you can actually 
um, use the platform to reward in NFTs as well, which could be interesting. Yeah, I love that. And the launch itself, it's happening on Terra 2. Do we have a due date for that? Put me on the spot here. It'll be done when it's done, right? That's the, I'll, I'll just default to the developer's <laughs> answer. Uh, I'll say, I'll say, you know, we're striving to, to hit the mark. Uh, there's a lot that we need to improve in terms of the web experience, because I think uh, a lot of people who came to Terra came because, you know, in Ethereum, you don't get uh, the sort of uh, clean, polished UI that you get in, in in Terra and also in the Cosmos ecosystem. So it's it's something that we strive to achieve, uh, you know, before launch. Uh, and it's going to take a bit of work. I think right now, maybe we are four to six weeks away, but, you know, don't quote me on that. As as we, as Ray says, you know, it'll be done when it's done. Uh, but most importantly, we want to make sure that, you know, all the bugs are caught in early testing and not when after actual tokens are in there. So, you know, we're looking out for the safety of our users. Uh, and we definitely want to make sure that, you know, the product has a good impression on launch. Love it. I'm going to do something here. I'm going to just open the floor a little bit for a second. I've just brought uh, the main man, Finn, up. I've also just chucked an invite out uh, to a couple of people to see if they've got some questions of their own because it, it, you know, we're talking about uh, community governance and we're talking about this is very community-centric. So rather than uh, me asking the questions here, I'm going to see if we've got people like Finn that may have a question himself. Oh, hey, what's up, y'all? How's it going? Uh, I guess if How's I... How's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Just got the kiddo dropped off at dance class, so I got a few minutes. Uh, I, I guess know, like Finn's mic's working at the moment. Can you hear us, Finn? Yeah. Can you guys not hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We we can yeah. hear him, and maybe one of those weird individual Twitter rugs. The doctor just getting rugged left and right every which way from Sunday, man. Shit. We gotta get him some new internet. We gotta lay some fiber for him. Uh, but real quick, I guess uh, if my my only question would be as far as like the tooling that we're seeing now being pushed out by tfl uh, as far as like enterprise and feather and what we're seeing over on juno as far as dow dow and the red blue game stuff like that uh is there any plans for you guys to utilize some of these tools that are are freshly coming out over on terra to to get some some interaction going and get some good testing going and, and stuff like that I, I think Ray is probably looking forward to answer this one. So, uh, but I'll say like, based on uh, some thoughts that we've had about sort of uh, group voting rather than individual voting, it's definitely like something we want to do more of. And go ahead, Ray. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're touching on it. Clean knows I'm, I'm hot on this topic. I've been excited about Enterprise DAO because I was excited about DAO DAO. And it's essentially the same thing. And really... I mean, unless you're a whale, it makes a lot more sense to collaborate and, and build special interest groups of like-minded people that want to work together to help mitigate, you know, voter fatigue when it comes to protocols and interactions with things. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely see Enterprise DAO or Enterprise Protocol, I think it's called, um, as being like a, a key feature for basically YFD holders to get together and form their own DAOs based on the interests on what they want to finance and support. And then instead of doing it individually, work through an enterprise DAO instead. Um, it just makes more sense, I, I think, to do it that way. And that way, in, in terms of the way the DAO, in terms of the way YFD works, in which you get NFTs for funding protocols and proposals, um, those NFTs would go back to the DAO 
on enterprise, and that would allow some profit distribution in that sense as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and I'll, I'll, I'll hop back down just so doctor can hear me again. Uh, my other quick question, have you guys messed with Cavern yet? I know how we feel about CBDCs and all, but I mean, it's like right there and it looks just like Anchor and you can like do things on it. I don't know. I was just curious if you guys messed with it yet. But uh, yeah, I'll hop down and hop back up and see if doctor can hear me then. So uh, I've definitely heard things from both sides about Kevin, uh, not used it myself, but I'll say that, you know, uh, my first impression was obviously like when you just make a copy of something, it looks different. But, uh, you know, the recent recently, I think speaking to some folks uh, who have been using Kevin, you know, there may be a bit more to than meets the eye. So I'm going to reserve, I think, my judgment until I've uh, had a deeper look at it. Yeah, and the platform's open to anyone. So if someone has a great strategy that uses Cavern, they can bring it to the Y Foundry community and you know propose it and put the details in there, and then the community can decide. Um, I don't think anything, any sort of strategy is necessarily you know blocked or out of the question. I don't have a really good answer about Cavern. If you're waiting for me. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking and I got rugs because I, I could see your like the speaker yeah, animation it, going and I couldn't hear anything. Twitter's Twitter's being bitter. <laughs> I think Dr. Doscon, are you with us? If only it was as easy to summon um, Elon Musk as and Twitter decided to rug. And so hopefully this is now resolved. So I'm going to bring up Crash Test as a speaker and hopefully, fingers crossed, and shout out to Terra Spaces, of course, who records all of these spaces and is a key contributor in the community and manages to somehow navigate these glitches and piece together uh, Twitter spaces that have been segmented. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Back, oh, from the dead. Back from the dead. Look at you. Love it. Ah, oh, that was that was so frustrating. Okay, well, we've got one of the crew here. We'll just give it a second. I'll just send a message to the group chat. Clean Cuts is jumping back in now. There he is. All right. I mean, first of all, are you okay? I, I'm pretty good. I rule. I would be better if Elon Musk. And the team at Twitter would figure out how to sort. You know what this is like? This is like trying to watch porn in the early 2000s. And it would take, you know, not even watch it, just get a JPEG up. And it would just take so long to load. It's like, come on, where are we going to be in 20 years in Twitter spaces? Is it going to be fluid? No glitches? You know, we'll find out. Anyway, um, Clean Cuts is now up as a speaker. We're back in business. Nice. Yeah, I think I think some. I think someday we'll just uh, settle for standing on top of the highest hill and shouting to nearby people. <laughs> we'll, co- <laughs> we'll coordinate. Uh, everyone can have a megaphone. It'll be like in uh, was it Lord of the Rings when they're all on top of the mountain lighting the fire all at the same time. It'll be us, but with the uh, megaphone. Love, Love that scene. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. All right, let's let's try again. Let's pick up where we left off, and hopefully the next uh, portion of this conversation is audible for everyone. 
I know that I was definitely having some uh, trouble hearing everyone for the last 10 minutes of that call. So where were we uh, when we cut out? I know that Finn had asked a question and that question was had something to do with enterprise, but I didn't hear the answer. So what right. was the um, conclusion there? I think I think we may need Ray on for this, but uh, while we're waiting, I can... Uh, yeah, can someone get Ray on if that's possible? But in the meantime, like, yeah, uh, inter- enterprise has been something that we we thought about a lot uh, because it just happened to align with something we were uh, trying to envision, which is uh, group voting. Uh, and uh, the reason we think about this is because, like, you know, we had a lot of considerations about voter engagement, uh, also voter burnout, and and you know things like that. Uh, of course, it's very very real in in terms of governance for uh you know cosmos i think we see a lot of like spam proposals and also just kind of like uh vote of fatigue from having too many proposals to look at and you know the, the way to solve that easily was just basically like to batch up the voter interest into groups and also as a group you can probably you know uh make decisions more efficiently and uh you know make more impact for towards the mission that that your group has oh okay raise back on let me throw this over to him. Yeah, well, I got I got one small thing before Ray takes it. Um, yeah, actually, uh, there's some additional benefits. So shout out to um, the Luna Crash survivors, um, Pepe from that team. I was talking with him earlier in the week, and they are they already have an enterprise DAO set up for their NFT community, and he really is excited about um, you know. Uh, there's a lot of potential with staking NFTs or shared, you know, kind of a multi-sig with your holders for NFT projects that allows them to do different things as a unit. That's definitely something that I'm excited to explore with the Y Foundry platform, especially when you think about the role of the supporter NFTs, the interactive NFTs you get for supporting DeFi strategies there is a portion of the fees that go back to any of the holders of those NFTs. So you just, you know, picture the power of a community that has a multi-sig where those NFTs are in the multi-sig and then you're sharing that revenue directly with your holders. Um, That's something that we're interested to, you know, work with those teams that are excited about that to explore and just have more options with leveraging these powerful tools and not reinventing the wheel, but, you know, the composability and action, you know, piecing them together, different tools for different purposes. And, you know, just uh, hopefully the same will be said of the Y Foundry tools that is used um, across the board. Yeah, love it. I think what I do love as well is on the, I'm on the app.dwork.xyz page, still just sort of having a peruse as we're talking. Um, I love the feel. It's very, it's very familiar because it's, similar colors and similar sort of structure to discord so i feel like for anyone that's already a discord user this is uh it's pretty seamless it's pretty uh familiar and so i'm just looking through on the roadmap here there's a couple of things it's saying you know there's developers guild there's something called uh, the research guild or in nibi entry bi what are what are we looking at here what am i casting my eyes upon well, some of that may be um, other partner projects for DWORK. Um, we have our own space within the DWORK um, platform. So um, I don't, none of those sound familiar. Uh, our, our um, I guess the analog for, you, you go to dwork.xyz, 
um, backslash Y Foundry um, DAO. And uh, that will get you to all the Y Foundry tasks on the platform. Uh, our analogs would be our uh, crucibles, which are, you, you mentioned the developers guild, um, you know, crucibles or some of these like sub DAOs, you know, working groups within the platform. Another great potential for using something like enterprise DAO. And then you can leverage DWORK to possibly create a specific space for that to organize all the work that needs to be done and the efforts and kind of have a way for people to, you know, jump in and get um, get involved, you know, an easy way for them to connect their Discord. And if they find a task they like, they can just, you know, easily decide to submit, you know, work on there. It's got the instructions and it connects to the Discord. So you can have all of your community conversations. Um, you create a task um, or, or you um, submit to a task. It will, it will uh, pop a notification in the Discord. So anyone there who's moderating or interested in the task can track the progress and you can have the conversation there. Uh, there's even a suggestion option too that will, it's like a process to turn a suggestion into a task. So if there's something that you just want to see, something you want to um, propose, it's a great place to start and just get the community talking about it. But so I want to clear one thing up here because I'm not, I'm not sure that I've actually comprehended this earlier on in the call, maybe it was the uh, tech issues. D-Work, is that something that's not, is that created by you guys or is this a, a separate platform or entirely? Yeah, sorry about the confusion there, but no, it's not created by us. We partnered with the D-Work team to um, customize our own our own space on there. Um, and, you know, the, the, the if you see the Y-Foundry DAO, like section that was all yes. built within their platform working with that team oh okay cool okay i've been i've been spending most of my time you know commenting on the platform d work itself rather than uh you guys so my apologies i thought that you built d work i'm on your i'm on your page so i can see uh, i'm in the wife Foundry doubt slash mvp testing area and i'm looking at what's going on here at the moment you've got uh people testing you know depositing yft to receive F YFD. Can we talk about the token actually a little bit for the people and just sort of uh, run through what they need to know about YFD and FYFD? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the way that it works is very, very close to sort of what uh, VE curve, if anyone still remembers that uh, VE curve, how it worked on Ethereum. Uh, but, you know, to put it very basically, uh, instead of, say, staking tokens and getting votes, uh, it's more of locking tokens and getting votes. So the idea is in order to create things with the Forge, which is our, uh, you know, smart contract factory. Uh, I'm sorry, I say our, but what I meant from the perspective of the DAO, uh, the DAO's smart contract factory, a user must first acquire and lock YFD tokens in the Forge. So doing so allocates their wallet with FYFD points, which allows them to take governance actions, like, you know, creating a proposal or voting. Uh, and the way that this works is that basically each user's votes are weighted uh, by the amount of FYFD points they have been allocated. Uh, the more you lock, the longer you lock, the more FYFD points you'll have. And so sort of the simplified formula for this would be uh, YFD locked times uh, lock multiplier equals to FYFD points. Uh, and the lock multiplier sort of, uh, you know, goes from 0 0.048 or 5% to uh, 
2.5, which is, uh, you know, 250%. And this is, you know, the difference between a minimum lock of two weeks or a full lock of two years. Although I think, you know, on average, we'll see people lock for around one to one, uh, which is to say like about a, a le slightly less than a year. And that gives you sort of one FYFD to your YFD. Got it. Okay, that makes a bit more sense to me. Um, just want to check in as well. You you did allude to recently, uh, or someone did, whoever was behind the, the account at the time, but someone from YFD alluded to there being something special on the horizon. And I'm just wondering what that something special is. Uh, you know, I'm actually got to come out here plainly and say, like, I don't quite remember which that is, but that's definitely... A lot of things uh, that we are doing right now, especially for the UI uh, and, you know, UI testing currently underway uh, pretty strongly. So participating right now is a great way to be a part of DAO uh, when it launches, because, you know, being a contributor, you kind of, you, you'd be pretty much front and center when the DAO launches uh, and say like, hey, you know, I've been contributing to this project, things like that. So, uh, in, in although I can go over some of the features and things that uh, we've been working very hard to summarize and also to get into like layman's terms, I think that'll be pretty exciting for your audience, maybe. Yeah, certainly go for it. All right. So uh, in terms of, uh, you know, I think I've summed it up. Uh, I would sum it up pretty much as uh, number one, like YFD makes payments smart. And number two, YFD is new governance. So the payment part of things, I think uh, we've explained, but for the, the why YFD is new governance, uh, you know, let's go over. I think the first thing is uh, governing by lock, which is a time-based multiplier. This strengthens the voice of those who are the most aligned long-term. And uh, secondly, you know, the, the decay rate on uh, locking, it actually puts a limit on power for early lockers. So it enables a level playing field for, for lockers that come uh, later on. And, you know, uh, another thing is that with uh, the locking multiplier, uh, bad actors, you know, people who potentially wish harm upon the protocol, uh, a minimum lock will actually have a huge disadvantage compared to the average lockers, which is about 100 to 5. Uh, and yeah, these are the sort of uh, basic mechanisms of the voting itself. Uh, and then we move on to kind of the collateral requirements of uh, putting up uh, funding proposals. For example, if you're asking for, you know, 10,000 versus you're asking for a million dollars, there's going to be a different collateral requirement. Whereas I think on a lot of other protocols, it's kind of a flat token uh, collateral. So that's something that we're doing differently is that, uh, you know, with smaller proposals, you have to put up less collateral there's a lower barrier of entry, whereas if you're doing a significant ask, uh, there's going to be a significant collateral requirement as well. Uh, and I think uh, one more point that, uh, you know, I want to push before we get to, I think, I guess, like questions potentially is uh, this enables the community actually to get better ROI uh, compared to, say, typical funding proposals, because uh, you get accountability by milestones. The payment, uh, the payment is dispersed in milestones and each milestone is signed for by the funders so they, they can ensure the deliverables of the project are fairly delivered. Uh, and each funder has a personal stake in the project, a personal stake in its uh, future success. So that ensures that, you know, the priorities are aligned as well as direct involvement. Uh, each funder can verify the work and sign for future payments themselves instead of uh, waiting on some representative. And uh, of course, this signing is completely optional. Funders with higher amounts will have more interest in doing this. Whereas, you know, if you put in like a dollar 
or ten dollars, you know, maybe you can just kind of ignore it uh, because we know that not everyone wants to be one hundred percent participating in governance. And you know, if as long as the community is aligned with your goals, I think uh, you probably have no problem with uh, you know other similar users uh, basically doing the signing and things like that. Uh, and you know, this all this adds up to say you know no more blank checks as you know community members or even VCs. You don't have to be uh, you know just sending big load of funds over and you know <laughs> have uh figure out what happens to it instead you know the funds can be reclaimable by the milestones you can ensure that you know things are being delivered on time and and according to spec uh, i think the days of being rugged by someone having an admin key is also over uh through the smart contract deploying uh, governance proposal you can actually deploy smart contracts through governance and have shared ownership essentially with the DAO. no more single admins so the main thing I'm thinking of as you're describing this is, for example, in the midst of the bear market, there have been a bunch of proposals that have come through on Terra specifically, um, or of course other chains too, but we'll pay, I'm paying most attention to Terra. And some of them are for you know, very large sums of money. And, and one of the problems that we run into is, yeah, it's like accountability. If you, if you look back at the projects that received funding, in the early days, many of them don't exist anymore. Uh, some of them just didn't deliver and they're still around, maybe even asking for more money. Is it the sort of thing where we can use this or when the governance proposals are put forward, say, on um, Commonwealth, on Terra, can we make it so that it uses this process so that the milestones have to be hit and... Um, we're no longer just sort of splurging money and hoping for the best. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I I think uh, yeah that's that's the power of the of some of the the smart contracts as they're built and some of the tools. Once you get past, I mean, obviously there's a focus on the DeFi strategies, um, being able to use these mechanisms to you know propose, vote, and build on you know novel DeFi strategies, but um, yeah, these mechanisms, I think, would be super useful, not just for grant platforms, but also, you know, maybe charity platforms. We've had some conversations with Angel Protocol about doing something like this to not only have these milestones and, um, you know, the ability to make sure that your funds are transparently going where it needs to go over time and where you what you intend for it to be used for. There's also some powerful mechanisms if you're supporting a project, you have a vote naturally through the platform. You can vote on each of the decisions that are made. So there may be potential, you know, naturally aligned to someone who's supporting a charity to stay involved, to stay in the know, not just dump your money, but you're actually involved in what's going on and how those funds are being used. Um, I, I got another example of this and this, I'm going to sweeten the deal. I felt a little bad, um, doctor, because you, uh, you had mentioned uh, there was some alpha. I actually do have some alpha that I can go ahead and share. I hadn't planned on it, but I will. A couple of the contributors from the community have uh, created some really cool um, Foundry bots artwork. So we're looking to use the YFD platform. It's, I mean, it's a cool collection in its own right, but it's mostly as a proof of concepts for using the Y Foundry platform to launch an NFT collection, which is another use case. You can get as a um, creator 
for an NFT project, I feel a lot of times it's feast or famine. You know, you're you know scrambling to get money up front, scraping by, or you're um, you know it, you're you're trying to get that those funds. You don't know if there's necessarily a market for the NFT project you have. Um, and then hopefully when it launches, you recoup some of the money that you put up for it. I think there's a lot of potential to gauge the interests of the community, get some of those funds, you know, and some support. And they're backing this and they can have some early votes on, you know, the direction of where the project's headed. And you can actually, you know, live and eat and launch your project and then naturally have it set up as a DAO from the start. So some exciting possibilities there, and we'll have a, um, a, not right at launch, but hopefully shortly after, we'll have an example with our um, YFT um, Foundry Bots NFT collection to show how that will work. Yeah, very cool. And would there be, what, like, what are the parameters when you're talking about the, uh, the NFTs? Is it specific to a uh, particular marketplace or can it be selected by the council? Like how did, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that to be worked out and there's a few um, conversations in the works right now. Uh, so that isn't finalized. I think that um, there's a lot of flexibility there. I would love personally to see some integration with multiple marketplaces, maybe with something like um, NFT switch even, so you have a peer-to-peer -peer option even for this. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that this these tools would be very useful for any platform that wants to launch a collection or for just a solo, you know, artist to get connected with the developers. And then maybe that's something the community figures out. They can vote what platform it actually ends up being hosted on, what chain it ends up being hosted on. Aha. Uh -huh. And so for people that would want to get involved and be part of uh, YFD and have a say in what happens, uh, how do they do that? Like, where, where are they going? How do they do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think step one, join the Discord. Um, step two, do any of the, um, the tasks on the D-Work. Once you're in the Discord, you can ask questions of anyone in the community, just in the general chat. Someone can help you out if you need help, but it's really as simple as connecting your Discord accounts to D-Work and then you can help, primarily through testing. I mean, everyone can do the initial testing of um, you know, the platform. It's on testnet right now. There's still some things being added, but a lot of the key features are already there. So getting in there, doing the testing, that will get you some reputation on the platform. We'll get you in the community, and that's the way to um, just easily get involved. Cool. And of course, you did say earlier in the call that the launch is happening on Terra Two. The, the date's not set in stone, but the tools from YFD will these be available? Is this going to be sort of multi-chain? We're going to have this available on, you know, for example, if people on uh, in the example we said before about. Government yes. proposals uh, would this be available on, say, like an avalanche or somewhere else uh, in the same way? Avalanche, no, but but other Cosmos chains, yes. So Cosmos specific. So I'll just throw avalanche as, as a random chain, but it is Cosmos specific. Right now, due to the um, the coding of the contracts, yes, but I think the concepts are universal. So. 
Yeah, uh, just like to bring up as well that, you know, y is building open source. So uh, we'd love to collaborate with anyone or see how people remix our code. Uh, and I think you know, the purpose in general here is to make DeFi better, more, more accountability, more transparency, uh, more of what the DeFi that was promised instead of what it is. Uh, I think, you know, moving towards a better future with more users, with more first timers into crypto, you know, more transparency, more accountability is a good thing. Uh, and it's going to help us reach a mass adoption faster. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we can dig a little bit deeper into this too, I what's interesting is that in any voting, if you look at any wallet, you can't tell how wallets vote, right? Except through a third party interface, whatever the voting mechanism, whatever the voting interface is. But you can't on chain actually see how wallets are voting. And I know that's one thing that, why Foundry enables is the ability for people to be able to look at a wallet and actually see where the wallet is is uh, aligning its interests, if you want to call it that. That's already available. That's going to be available. That is available as is and when we launch. Yeah, that's cool. I because uh, obviously when you see. Uh, proposals that go through, you can see what the validators have voted on, but you're talking about specifically like individual wallets. If you wanted to know what Dr. Doscoin specifically voted on something, you'd have to have my wallet address and then you'd be able to see um, the actual uh, direction of the vote. Yeah, what you did with your votes. Did you delegate them? Did you use them yourself? You know, Did you send them to someone else? Uh, that information will, is available on chain then in the same transaction log that you see swaps and everything else. Got it. Fantastic. What I've done is I've just sent through, so I feel like the last sort of five minutes is really, five, 10 minutes is really sort of summarized uh, the main things that you have been working on. And of course, uh, there was the little bit of alpha that was dropped around the, what was it called? The bots, the YFD bots, NFTs. Um, I've just chucked a couple of, invitations out to the Madman and MB uh, just to see if they've got anything that they want to contribute or anything that they want to say. Question-wise, on my end, I don't have any. I feel like I'm pretty clear on what's going on now. Um, I'm just wondering if anyone else on the call has any questions. And also, while we're waiting for a response from those guys, is there anything that we haven't yet spoken about or touched on that you're wanting to relay? Uh, I think I definitely uh, would love to talk about how this can be the new way for project teams and founders to 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 basically accelerate their project. So, you know, once once this is up and running, there's no need anymore to invent a new token just to do fundraising. There's no need for tokenomics to complicate that functionality, and there's direct value accrual through fees and revenue generation rather than some sort of buyback scheme. Uh, and this all works yeah, yeah. by tying in uh, NFT shares. So that's something maybe I think Crash Ray can touch more about. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, different projects that are interested in uh, funding specific, um, specific pieces of the roadmap. So say you're a project and you want to launch a new feature. It doesn't even need to be an entire protocol or project. It could be as simple as, is this a feature that the community wants? Is there, if there's enough of the community that wants that feature to fund it, then they can do that and they'll have actual ownership and say over how that feature is managed. Um, there'll be a governance options for that for them as kind of a sub DAO within 
you know, your community. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I think it's just a really cool way to get that product market fit and to also get the funding along with the transparency, the security of, you know, setting those funds in escrow and having the milestones. So you know that whoever is developing it is developing it to the specifications that you had planned and has the natural mechanisms. It's not going right. You can always claw it back. You can, you have, um, you have uh, the ability to, you know, possibly slide in another developer or someone else to play a key role in the building process to finish it the rest of the way out. Uh, I mean, I just really think that these, these, uh, you know, job kind of community connection and collaboration tools combined with the true implementation of how I always imagine smart contracts should work. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty awesome um, and powerful tool for a lot of projects. And there'll be tons of applications beyond what we what we have personally thought of. Yeah, and to yeah, add think, to... Are you going? Oh, I was going to say to add to what Crash had said there is like when we look at like community funds and liquidity and developing the ecosystem, is the hesitation in developing it is because it's like a jilted lover, right? Where the people have been burned by bad proposals and, and funding that goes nowhere. Or is the issue that the funding itself, you know, isn't isn't valuable. And I think that what we found, right, is that a, a lot of the hesitation in funding ecosystem advancements has been in that, oh, we give them a bunch of money or we give them a bunch of tokens and they don't actually produce what they promised. And really YFD solves that issue and should provide a, a platform to allow people to basically be able to contribute to ideas freely if the idea is valid in and of itself. And then if the team doesn't produce within the first milestone or milestones, you know, the community can revoke that trust, but at least it, it creates an opportunity to make the community funding of proposals and ideas more liquid. Yeah, and so, see the specific interests, the product market fit. You know, there's no more kind of question on, you know, oh, is there any product market fit? If there's enough in the community to fund the thing, then you know that there's some measure of, you know, if they're willing to put up their own own funds and resources to make it happen. I think it really helps to move that um, conversation along because sometimes that can be a little bit of a chicken and the egg thing. You know, it's a, if you build it, they will come. But how do you get to the point where you can build it? So I hope I hope that this mitigates a little bit of that. And one last thing on that, I know everybody wants to cut in too, is that if I was a VC, once YFD is launched, I don't know why I would fund a project directly ever again. I would funnel them through um, Y Foundry and have, you know, put in your portion of the contribution you want to give the team, right? But you'd actually have control over if the things weren't getting produced. I, As a VC, I think this would be the ultimate opportunity to be able to contribute to new ideas, reap the rewards of the, you know, the contributions, but not have to throw out all the funds without having some level of accountability. Yeah, I, I just want to cut in there and say, uh, you know, NFT shares don't diminish like tokens do in a bear market. NFT shares don't inflate. And, uh, you know, the best part, I think, is that 
by by doing this we shift from a runway mentality where it's like oh we have 15 team members everyone needs to get paid every month to a you know per piece as needed mentality as it's more of like what what does the DAO need what does the protocol need and how much do we need to do to to get there it's more of a mission mentality if you if you ask me it's about hey we want to get to the moon so you know what gets us to the moon instead of hey we need a uh, hundred years of salaries for 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 thirty people in order to do a moon mission. So I think it's it's much more efficient this way. Yeah, I think I love now that you've just introduced it in that uh, that sort of context. The VCs being able to manage their money based on uh, missions assignments com- uh, completed. I just want to delve into that a little further, and then I'll pass the mic to Rebel. Just around the share so you were saying the nft shares is this effectively like an nft version of a share in a company so let's say that i just want to draw like map it out so i'm i'm investor a i'm a vc and i'm like okay cool this project sounds amazing i want to chuck a million bucks at it um but of course i want to see milestones hit at every hundred thousand dollar point and here's what they are in exchange Am I getting talk like talk to me about the NFT shares component just so I can really ground that? So I think uh, uh, Ray may cut in a bit later, but I, I think the way that uh, we envision it, NFT shares are not shares. <laughs> we have to specify because of you know legal uh, implications that you know they, they don't work like company shares or nothing like that. But rather you know it's we use shares because uh, people understand what how how shares work, uh, and it's very much more of a profit share. So it's like when there's revenue coming in from the protocol and it gets split up, uh, how does it get split up? It's determined by that. Share share of funding uh, that, that you made essentially yeah and you do yeah and you do get equal based off of your percentage of contribution if you contribute 50 percent to um funding this particular project then you would get a proportional amount of the voting power over the decisions of the project so there are some similarities there but yeah um i think we're obligated to Put it out there these are not financial instruments this is not financial advice these aren't technically shares there are some analogs there everything yeah got it that makes way more sense i just when you first said it i was thinking about it in the literal sense and it just uh, my brain was melting so rebel is now up as a speaker so would you uh like to take the stage for a moment hi guys sorry to be late um I knew Ray was going to be a little bit late, but I ended up being way later than that. Just think, seeing as I've missed the whole space, I don't want to be asking stuff or talking about stuff that you've already spoken about. Um, have, have you spoken about the name of the project? Why Foundry? Uh, it's <laughs> the the reason behind the name. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people may get confused, but uh, you know, Foundry uh, is pretty much speaking to the the nature of creating things. You know, like a steel foundry, you want to see people become smiths or you know, uh, sort of create their own sword or their own vault, things like that. You know, with with the tools provided by the community, which is like the foundry itself. Uh, and then in terms of the Y in front of the name, Y actually is the Greek, represents the green letter Epsilon, uh, which, you know, it's a forked path, right? The way the letter Y, there's a left and a right. Uh, and when you come to a forked path, it means that you have to make a decision 
Uh, and, you know, that decision can be good or it can be bad or it can be, you know, helpful in the short run, uh, not so helpful in the long run and, and, and vice versa. So I think the idea is that, you know, uh, when we created this protocol or, or when we started thinking about this idea, we don't want to be the drivers of it. Instead, we say, you know, every user has a choice and those choices add up. And that should be what the protocol is about. It's about, you know, user freedom of choice instead of like what we want or what we control. So that's that's the idea behind why uh, Foundry DAO. Yeah, and I think a Y Combinator in computer science is a, a program that runs programs. Um, and, you know, there's obviously a Y Combinator investment thing, not related at all. But I, I think the idea of a foundry that you can forge other foundries, the machine that makes other machines is pretty interesting, too. Awesome. Thank you for sharing the, um, the rationale behind the name. Pretty cool. I, I know Madman had some questions. Have they been asked not yet i i did invite a man up to speak a couple of times and he's not accepted it so i'm not sure if he's busy doing something and he's got the phone in the pocket but uh if you sent them through i'm happy to relay yep. them. so if if you check uh, i think i think the wife is asleep um but he is listening so it's in the orbital command twitter messages so one thing i want to say about um, contributions to proposals by VCs or by other people is that one thing we wanted to do is balance like everybody's interaction with the protocol and not try to weight things in one direction or another. And so when the contributors to a proposal want to revoke that proposal to, uh, you know, extract the available funds back to themselves, that vote comes up to the general community of YFD holders as the mediators of the situation. Um, and maybe it sounds totally off topic, but I'm trying to channel back into what we were talking about before uh, the explanation of the of the name. I'm just sorry, just to update you, I was in the background on Discord, just shooting Madman a quick message because I can't see what you were talking about, Riddle. You said that. There's a message from Madman. I can't see anything from him. Yep, and Twitter DMs. I'll, I'll just get on just now. Oh, the Twitter DMs, or at least the Discord. And I was like, I don't have access to the Discord. Uh, that makes way more sense. Thanks for your patience, guys. We're getting there. And Rebel, you didn't, you know, it's not so bad that you came late. The, the middle of the call was actually a bit of a debacle. We were getting heavily rugged by Twitter, so. Well, see, that's why I didn't join. Uh, it, it said basically by the time I was able to join, it said the space had finished. So I thought, oh, well, I'll do something else. And then discovered it was still on. Like, oh, okay. Nice. The OCA account. Messages. Quite, it's quite a um, specific question. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. So he's saying, hey, YFD question, more like a request. Because I lost my wallet during the station app upgrade, what would testers have to do to change their wallet? There was a submission deadline to begin the testing. Uh, okay, yeah, there was a submission deadline to begin the testing. So what would you have to do to change the wallet? No, I think you could, you could definitely still test, um, come in and, uh, yeah, come in and, and, and just uh, message any one of us in the, in the Discord or DM directly and, 
we can get you set up. Um, there's a way you can create your own profile. That's one way where we could collect the wallet that you want to use for testing. Um, so I, I think there's still time to change that for sure. Probably that answered the question there from Admin. And there was a follow-up question here. It says, if one were to start a YFD project as a somewhat private test, how hard would it be to open that private project for takeover? Something for community, like, and why? And why the community? Sorry, I didn't get the last part of that question. Uh, could you repeat that, please? Yeah, the last part, I think it's just a typo. So he says, if one were to start a YFD project as a somewhat private test, how hard would it be to open the private project to take over oh, by the community? Take over by the community. Um, I'm not sure I fully understand. Uh, Crap, do you, do you know this one? Or... Uh, no, I mean, I think I, I, feel free to reach out and we can discuss um, in, in private. I, I think there's a lot of options. If what I'm, if, uh, if I'm reading correctly, starting some project, um, it, it depends on if you want to get the funds, the funding from the overall community. If you want to create something small on the project, um, maybe with a, not too concerned about the, you know, fun, matching funds from the community and just use the YFD mechanism to create something with some NFT shares. Uh, there may be options there to, you know, do that with a smaller group and then transfer those um, NFT uh, supporter NFTs to like an enterprise DAO to then be managed by a larger group. I, mean, I think there's a lot of creative ways we could um, use that. I mean, it could be as simple as just testing something out on testnet and seeing how it works and then um, then putting the actual proposal on mainnet. It just depends on what you're talking about. Uh, I guess one thing maybe might be helpful that I could talk about is, uh, you know, there was consideration as well for using the funding proposals for DAO joint ventures. Uh, and what that might require is basically like a way to whitelist who can fund uh, that proposal. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's not a live feature we have right now, but I think we could consider it, you know, in terms of putting up as a proposal and working that into protocol, uh, which is like a whitelist of uh, funders. And I think that could very much be what Matt Men's asking about uh, in terms of like having a project where you know you select I think the community that you want to work with in, in funding it. Got it. Yeah. He just added an, an addendum here and said uh he he'll reach out to you. Basically he's just saying he doesn't like the idea of tests um spamming the chain for lack of a better description. And there's still some more yeah, content that's we'll, we'll, Yeah. Yeah we'll we'll explore. I mean I, I mean I think if you were so motivated you could even a fork the test net or something like that to have your own private sandbox. I'm not a developer, but I know that that would be possible. You're not a developer. Yeah, right. I thought I was talking, I thought all three of you were, were developers. And in my head during this conversation, I'm like, man, I've really got to learn more about coding and stuff because it's, it, it's, it would make my life a lot easier in understanding so, what you're talking about. So fun, funny you should bring that up, actually, Dr. Those coins that, uh, no, we're, we're not developers ourselves in, in the same way. Uh, Ray may be a little bit, uh, but we, you know, we work with uh, a developer uh, to, to, to create these and, you know, they have maybe like four to five people there. And uh, the idea is that, you know, the way that we've worked actually pretty much uh, puts down like a, a framework 
of how future DAO members can also work with developers, you know, without knowing how to code ourselves. And I think like that, that is something that will be very important to the future of Web3 is that, you know, you don't have to know the code to, to trust the code and you don't have to know the code to, to build the code. Yeah, okay, got it. That makes sense. Um, just looking at my inbox here, I think there's, I don't think this last bit's for you guys. I think it's just another message. Um, okay. And is there anything in the sort of like last sort of five, 10 minutes? We'll probably start wrapping this up. Obviously, it's going to be scheduled from 10 to 11, but we've, we've extended it just because of the uh, glitches we had earlier. But is there anything that we need to relay now so that people have a clear direction on what to do next, how to get involved, what, how they might want to get involved in the future? Uh, yeah, anything else that is supportive and helpful for listeners. And if and again, Rebel, if you've got any further things to add on, uh, please do. Uh, please join the Discord. We have a lot of testing to do. Uh, you can get YFD test tokens. Uh, be a part of DAO. You know, participate in discussions and things like that. Although you know, uh, obviously, uh, culture is a bit slow right now. But uh, as things wrap up, you'll want to be in there and having done the testing, it'll familiarize you with the platform. You'll be able to see like how these things work and how they look like. Uh, create your user profile uh, so that you have a face and a name. Uh, that's about it. Anything from me, Rash or Ray? Well, one thing I would say <clears throat> is that, you know, when you look at enterprise platform or protocol, it's a bunch of desperate, disparate, right, is the word to use, uh, interactions. But but it's uh, if you look at it, there's no reason for those DAOs to be interacting with each other or in the same interface. Like, you, you're not joining 50 DAOs. You're not joining 30 DAOs. It provides you with a level of interaction that allows special interests to collaborate together and to see other special interests. But I think uh, based on my understanding of enterprise, and it, this isn't a dig on it in any means, it's a really good way for individuals to interact with each other and collaborate. But I think when those individuals outgrow enterprise, I think the Y Foundry platform for uh, organizing and managing themselves is probably going to be the next step if that makes sense in that and i'm happy to answer questions if there's any yeah I, i've got a question so when you say that uh when users outgrow enterprise what is the what, what is that assumption based on so what's what's there to outgrow with enterprise and, and what is it with yfd that makes it i guess the logical progression well, I think that so enterprise works with being inclusive, right? Or I should say enterprise works with being exclusive into having uh, parameters set up for who can participate in very small and isolated groups. And I feel like Y Foundry is more inclusive in terms of anybody that has access to the platform can participate. So I think that Enterprise is really good for special interests on a small level, but I don't think you're going to work with enterprise on be like, hey, come join in my DAO, right? You're going to be, it's going to be an interaction with, hey, we're already like-minded and we have a special interest in something and we should participate in this together. But I think Y Foundry is a bit more open-ended in terms of how uh, the participation is, is more inclusive. Yeah, and I will say, 
and I'll say we are not aware of the future roadmap for enterprise and I know that that's a new project so plenty of room to grow and I think that the the two projects definitely have synergies there um, and we'll, we're excited to see how those can be combined and remixed together. And for my for my own personal uh, knowledge here, so I'm just trying to clarify. Does Yfoundry DAO currently only operate via DWORK? So without DWORK, would Yfoundry DAO still exist or not? Hundred percent. Yes. Go ahead, Crash. Yeah. Yeah, DWORK is not at all a necessary component. It's useful to organize smaller tasks and some of the DAO's work, but the actual um, Foundry platform will be its own ecosystem, its own, you know, kind of marketplace of ideas. You can go there and find projects to either support, find projects to, um, you know, propose, uh, you know, propose your own ideas or just use the vaults that are created there. That will all be its own, its own platform. And, you know, of course, there'll be a link there to DWORK for, you know, kind of community bounties and stuff. So imagine DWORK will evolve into being, you know, kind of the community bounty platform that the DAO or even other groups could use to put out tasks and get some engagement and, um, you know, kind of attract some of the builders in the space. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry, last comment, I uh, just wanted to put it out as well that uh, DWORK being one of these projects uh, that are built off chain, uh, but Y Foundry is actually a set of contracts that are built on chain. And it's, a, it's an infrastructure really that's built on chain. So there could be more dApps or, I'm sorry, apps like DWORK, you know, more websites and dashboards and things like that that make working on Y Foundry more efficient. Uh, and yeah, we, we invite, you know, collaborators of all kind to do that. Yeah, okay, that makes, that makes complete sense. So six weeks time is the general sort of, outlook but of course things can take longer than expected when that launches on terra 2 it's probably going to be accessible via a website something like yfoundrydow.io is that a fair assumption yeah app.yfoundry.io will be where it is um yeah and you can you can view the test version actually test right now so come into the discord um, you can get the link and actually test and get a view of what it'll look like Oh, yes, I'm going to do that 100%. MB, I can see he's just got his hand up as a speaker. Go for it, buddy. Yeah, hey, guys. Look, uh, it's MB here. Look, I've really enjoyed um, hearing everybody talk today. Um, and I think what Y Foundry is doing is, is really important. Um, but so I just have a, a comment or, you know, a small suggestion um, on branding. Um, and look, looking at the Y Foundry um, uh, docs here, it says Y Foundry is a platform connecting the community with creators uh, to propose, vote, and build their ideas, which is great, I mean, which is the heart of what's happening. Um, but I'm just gonna throw this out there as a, yeah, something to think about. Um, the way I think of it, um, from what I understand, is more like uh, Y Foundry, um, next generation or next gen funding and resourcing tools for Web3 projects. That to me, captures my understanding of what you guys are doing. Is that, does that make sense? Uh, MB, uh, I love that. <laughs> Crash, go ahead. 
No, absolutely. I, I think it makes sense. And uh, th there's a lot to the platform and it's definitely evolved as far as, you know, expanded for the use cases. And I think you, you nailed it on the head. I mean, it's really the, this suite of powerful collaboration tools that can be used in different ways by um, Web3 projects and communities. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna take that one back. Thank you. Sure. Can you say that line again, MB? Uh, yeah, well, obviously not a professional, but yeah, next gen funding and resourcing tools for Web3 or Web3 projects. Cool. Um, Web3 projects. I'm just shooting that into your Discord there, guys, so that you've got it. And I'm currently in the Discord looking for how to uh, do the testing. Where is the section for the testers? Just announce yourself as a tester and we'll add you to the uh, role. Okay, gotcha. I'll do that in four shakes. Yeah, I think those couple of things like what MB just said about just uh, the branding side will make it easier and easier to navigate uh, for, you know, your average Joe Schmo. So I'm obviously, I'm talking to projects all the time. I'm having reasonably uh, intelligent conversations for the most part. And sometimes it takes me a little bit of time to get the hang of what someone's talking about. But usually I get there and I've found that with with Y Foundry, I've just I've been fairly confused for a while, and just not entirely sure on what it is that you guys did. So, yeah, this is I think now that I'm going to have a play with it, and also um, if there are some things done with the branding, it would make make it easier for your you know Joe Schmo to jump on and and get involved and want to get involved. Um, there's just my sort of two cents there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... I did want to say too, like I think enter. I I just I don't want to walk back on my earlier statements, but I want to say, enterprise is really great, in what it does, just like Dow Dow. But I think at a certain point, you there's no it doesn't make any sense to be on a platform with thirty other things or fifty other hundred other Dows that have no relation to what you're trying to do. Certainly, yeah, I think. Um... It's all like this whole, we're all aware this space is going to get easier and easier to navigate as time goes on. Um, and we are sort of the vanguard. We're at the front of it, at the, the forefront. And I think, um, you know, the fact that you guys aren't coders, that surprised me. And I think the fact that you're doing this as people who aren't devs yourselves, is actually even more impressive. I'm curious to know, what are, you, like, what are, what are all of your backgrounds as far as, uh, I guess, skills, skill building that's related to this endeavor? Uh, entrepreneurial and customer service and writing. Yeah, I'd say content creation, some you know visual design and like product management sort of stuff. I'll say I'm a developer, so I've got thirty years of of dev behind me, and not not the best at every language, but um, definitely coding is. Is in my wheelhouse. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, that brings us to basically the half hour mark of, uh, well, the, the full hour if we exclude half an hour of glitches. Um, I think that's ample. I think we've got, I think the last sort of 10 minutes has been uh, comprehensive enough and succinct enough for people to you know, digest and ruminate on and so i think they'll 
if you're listening and you're interested and you're not already in the Wife Andrew Gout Discord, I suggest jumping in there. Do as I'm going to do as well. So just announce yourself as a tester so you can test it for yourself and get a feel for it. Uh, if you're not already following uh, Wife Andrew Dow and even the guys that are on the call today, Ray Railsbury, Clean Cuts and Crash Test Dumb, Dummy, Dumb. How do you pronounce it? Crash Test Dumb. Um, crash, is, crash is fine. Gotcha. Crash Test Dumb is my Aha. Definitely give those guys a follow. Uh, if you have questions that you didn't ask today, but they come up after the call and you want them answered, uh, you can either send them through to the guys at YFD or just send them through to me and I'll relay them for you. Um, but yeah, this feels, this feels pretty good now. I, I, think I've, I think I feel good about where we're at. So I just want to say thank you all for your time and your patience and your energy, expertise and input. Um, and apologies for the tech glitches halfway through the call, but we got there in the end and I'm looking forward to doing it again in the future. And I think we'll probably organize one once the once it's actually launched properly on Terra V2. That'd be great. Excellent, guys. Go and enjoy your drinks and whatever, whatever else you're up to for the rest of the day or evening. Take care, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ethan. That was Why Foundry Dow have something special up their sleeve. Hosted by Dr. Doscoin with Orbital Command. Recorded on Friday, January 20th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two
Spaces. Spaces.